0: Junior high, you guys are dismissed. I have it in my notes. I didn't forget this week. Junior high, sixth or eighth grade, you guys are going to be going back and uh, continuing your service back in the back. But man, it is good to be home. It is good to be back. I have been traveling the last few weeks uh, from campus to campus, and uh, as campus pastors came and shared here, we were rotating around. But uh, there's nothing like being home, right? Nothing like being with uh, with with people you love, and and I love everybody. I love all of our campuses, but they don't laugh at my jokes like you guys do. So see, that's that's what I that's what I was missing. That was it. Nothing nothing better than a good joke and nobody laughs. You know. Uh, now we are we are so excited. It's good to be back uh, home with everybody here. We are starting our our not starting. Whew, we are continuing our series. Uh, who is God? And, and I hope you guys have enjoyed this series, uh, this series where we really answer the question, who is God really? Right? Who is God really? And not who, who I think he is or who he might be or who I hope he is or who I heard him to be. This is who is he really? Right? That we can use this series in this time to to let God's word and spirit speak to you. Uh, and speak to you personally, right? I love in the Bible where if you look time and time again, what happens is God says who, he says who He is, right? He tells you who He is, but then He goes even further and He proves it over and over and over again in the Bible. And so, we want to continue in on this series looking at the, the names of God, looking at who God is and who He can be in our lives. You know, God names Himself in the Bible a number of times, And uh, when he does this, he he names himself He goes through this, and He proves it. And I want to show you another example of that. But before we jump into the verse where He gives us His name of who He is, I want to recap the story a little bit, because you need to understand some things about what's happening. This is in Exodus. This is the time of Moses. And if you don't know the story of Moses, what happens is Moses uh, hears from God that the Israelite people um, uh, are going to be set free because they're under bondage. And under slavery with Pharaoh, and Moses uh, ends up going to uh, Pharaoh and going and saying, you know, Pharaoh, listen, I need you to let my people go, right? And every time I read the story, all I think of is the song, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, whoo, right? And, yeah, that's that's what kids' church will do to you, Um uh, Man, the laughters are good. I'm telling you guys, you don't know what it's like. I was, I was at Blue Angel last week, and I was like, my in-laws are here because that's where they go. And I said, and there's nothing like having the best in-laws in the world. And I said, I'm not just saying that because they're here, but I'm also saying that because they're here. And it was silent. And I was like, never mind. See? I don't even need to preach now. I'm done. No, I am, I'm not done. I'm not. There's a lot, there's a lot to say. So Pharaoh, uh, he talks to Moses and he's like, that's not happening. And so what happens is if you read the story in Exodus, uh, God brings down 10 plagues onto Pharaoh. And each time after each uh, plague, Moses goes, uh, Pharaoh, you going to let my people go. And Pharaoh says, no, no, no. Finally, on the 10th plague, he lets them go. They're, they're freed. And as they f- are freed and they're, they're escaping, they're running, they're leaving, Pharaoh changes his mind because he goes, "That's a, I, I, I want them back. That's my workforce. How are we going to make this happen? And so he chases after them. And what happens is the, the people, uh, the Israelite people get backed into the Red Sea, the, the Red Sea in front of them, Pharaoh and his people behind them. They get a little worried and... God says, watch this, and he parts the Red Sea, right? He parts the Red Sea, and and Moses and the Israelite people cross the Red Sea on dry land. They make it across, and then what happens is Pharaoh and his men follow, and and, and when the Pharaoh and and all of his army are in the Red Sea, God swallows them up in the Red Sea. He closes the seas and, and drowns them, and Pharaoh and his people get to the other side, and they're there, and they see all this happen. And if you read in Exodus 15, they sing a song and have a dance party, okay? Well, I don't know about dancing, but they definitely sing a song, and I would imagine they're dancing. They're excited. They're singing. They're saying, God, you set us free. God, you washed up our enemies. You, you've taken them out, and you've set us free, and you're going to take us to a better land, to the promised land. And then they travel through a desert. For three days, they travel through this desert called Shur. Hot. It's dry. They're thirsty. And on the third day, finally out of water, they come to this oasis, this oasis called Mara. But this oasis, what looked like an oasis with trees and a water source, the water was undrinkable because the water was bitter. They begin to complain. Moses, have you brought us out here to die? Have you brought us out here to, to, to just die? What's going on? Is God not going to provide for us? Moses goes to God and God provides for them. He says, Moses, go grab that stick. You see that stick? That's my favorite stick. Take that stick, throw that stick in the water. And when you do that, the water will be drinkable. And so Moses does this. And then what happens? After all of this happens, God speaks to Moses. And in, in Exodus 15, 26, this is what it says. He said, This is what God said. He said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of your Lord God and do what is right in his sights, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Today, I want to look at one of God's names, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals us. The Lord who heals us, I think this is such an incredible name, and it means so much for all of us. And I I want to talk today about three named places that the Lord heals us, three named places that the Lord can heal you. Right, we talk about the power in the name, how God has given himself names. Well, there's three named places I want to talk about. The first place that I believe the Lord names us is that he or that he heals us is that the Lord heals us spiritually. Lord will heal us spiritually. The reality is, is that we all have a story, right? We have our story and, and, and our story oftentimes is wrapped up in a past that was bound in sin, that was, uh, that we were slaves to shame, that we lived in fear. We lived in doubt. We lived stuck to the old system, living, uh, trying to strive for money, throwing life at all of those things that the world says are important. But in the same way, in the same way that God sent Moses as a rescuer, God sent Jesus as our redeemer, right? He sent Jesus as our rescuer, as our savior. I love in John three sixteen, it says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. You see, when we believe God makes us a new creation, the old things pass. We have victory in our lives, victory at the Red Sea, victory that washes away our shame, victory that washes away our sin, victory that washes away our enemies. Who can remember where you were before you met Christ? Think about those moments before you truly were in relationship with him, what were you bound to? What were you ashamed of? Who did you identify with? What did you identify with? Maybe you were afraid. Maybe you were broken. Maybe you were addicted. Maybe you were angry. Maybe you were mean. And I'm telling you, can you remember it? I think it's so important to remember where we came from because on the other side of the Red Sea, we have a little praise party. We have to have a little dance party where we say, you know, that was the old me. The old things have been washed away. My enemy has been washed away. I have been healed spiritually. Now I can have a party. Now I can have a little dance party. I can sing a song to my Lord. While we have victory and we sang those songs, sometimes what happens is we forget where we came from. We forget what our past was. We lose sight of that named place that God healed us from. What happens is we forget about it a little bit because we all go through a desert. We all travel through a desert. Sometimes we, we forget because we, we forget this, this this goodness that God brought us to because we get stuck in a dry place. We will go through this desert place called Shur, just like the Israelites, where they, they travel three days in the jer- uh, desert where the journey gets tough. Three days where the 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 journey is tired and it's hot. It's this dry place and this hot place in their lives. And they feel like God's abandoned them. You know, I think if we're all honest with ourselves, we've all been at places in our lives where we've asked God, why did you allow this to happen? Why did you walk me here? Don't you see what I'm going through? Do you see me, God? Why did you bring me out here? Did you just bring me out here to die? If we're really honest with ourselves, I think we've all asked that question. We aren't so sure that God knows us in those moments or sees us in the dry places. But with all of our questions, God is still guiding us. God is still leading us. He's, he's, he's still there right to where we need to go as his children. And I'm going to tell you, I believe that there are people that are struggling here today, feeling like, you know, I might be alone again, feeling like I might be ashamed again. I might turn back to that old thing again because I'm in a dry place because this wasn't supposed to turn out this way. 2020 was supposed to be the best year. But we ask that question, why have you allowed this to happen? We forget what God brought us from. We forget what we're celebrating. And maybe we're in a dry place right now. But God's going to heal us spiritually. He's going to bring us to a place where ultimately we get to, well, that is the second place I believe he brings healing, and that is that the Lord heals our bitterness. Right? This this place where I believe so many people live today. This place of bitterness, this place called, called bitterness, this place called Mara. Right. I asked the question, where has your life gotten bitter lately? I mean, look at this. We got, we got COVID going on. Maybe you've lost, uh, income. Maybe you've lost your job, fear of the unknown. We've got so many stressful decisions. Do I send my kids to school or do I not? Do I, do I go into the store or do I not? Do I wear a mask or do I not? All of these decisions. And what happens is we get ourselves in a place where there's so much unknown and we become bitter. We begin to settle in. What happens is people let us down. Leaders drop the ball. We feel alone. We feel overlooked. We feel forgotten. We thought it was going to turn out differently. Ultimately, we go to God and say, God, I thought you called me to this place. I thought you called me to this moment. But have you forgotten me? Have you left me? Did you drop the ball? Did you drop me here? What happened? We say, God, you promised you would take care of me. We find ourselves in the desert, in a dry place, sick, and we're just tired of being sick, tired of feeling alone, tired of being in the dry place. But I'm going to tell you, if you continue to read in the scripture in Exodus, if you look at this, this oasis, this oasis of Mara, it could not. Could not be drinking. This water couldn't be drinking because it was bitter. It looked like this beautiful island retreat with the trees growing, the palm trees there, the water flowing in the middle of a desert. It looked like the land of plenty. It looked refreshing. It looked like a place that maybe you'd want to just camp out for a while. But the place of Mara was a place of bitterness. And in the same way, sometimes we get to this place, this oasis from the dry heat, this oasis of bitterness. We say, I'm just going to camp out here for a little bit. I'm just going to rest here for a little while. Ultimately, what happens is people have a grumbling heart, a complaining mouth, a demanding attitude. We settle into that place of of bitterness. Bitterness sets in and brings anguish brings anxiety, brings depression. We have inner grief and sorrow in our soul, in our mind, in our will, and in our emotions. But I'm going to tell you there's good news. There's good news because every child of God needs a healer, and he named himself the healer. God wants to heal you spiritually and emotionally today. You see, sometimes God allows us to walk through the desert of shore. He allows us to walk through and get to this place of bitterness and and get there to see if we'll trust him. He doesn't want to just save us spiritually. He doesn't want to just save us. He he wants to, uh, to, doesn't want to leave us stuck in the desert. He wants to save our lives. He doesn't want us stuck in that bitterness. Like he says in Exodus fifteen twenty six, where he says, for I am the Lord who heals you. You see, God shows Moses in that moment, that piece of wood. He says that piece of wood. I want you to throw that piece of wood into the water. But why a piece of wood? Why a branch? Why a tree? You know, there's many scholars in it. And I truly believe that, that God, what he's doing is he pre- pre- he's painting this prophetic picture this moment where he takes a piece of wood and he uses that piece of wood to be inserted into the lives of his people to reconnect our lives to him. Where he comes in and he uses the same wood, a same same stick, a tree formed in the shape of a cross to allow his son to be inserted into our lives, to take the bitterness out of our lives, to bring healing into our lives. He says, Moses, throw that tree into the water and allow it to purify the water. In the same way, I'm telling you, we need to throw our lives at the feet of Jesus and allow him to heal your entire lives, to purify your lives. Jesus wants you to have life more abundantly. The third place that Jesus wants to heal you is he wants to heal us completely. And you say, well, that's not really a place. I don't know about you guys, but I want to be at a place where I'm healed completely. I want to be at a place where I've got complete healing. Where Jesus is the healer of my life. Jesus naming himself as the healer in Hebrews 13, 8. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and Forever. If God did it for Moses, he did it multiple times throughout scripture. He will and can do it for us. We can be healed in our spirit, in our souls, in our bodies. He will heal our our past, heal our present, heal our future. But we all have to come to a place in our lives where we're ready for this healing. Where we say, God, I know you're a healer. I know I've walked through this desert. I know I've walked through this dry place but I'm ready, I'm ready to release all that. I'm ready to trust you. I'm ready to be in your presence. The reality is though, that we're all gonna be at places in our lives as we go through these seasons where we forget what God did for us. We forget what he brought us out of. We forget what he saved us from. We forget why we're dancing. We forget why we're partying, why we're singing. We all come to a place where we ask questions in life. Maybe we ask the question, you know, God, you're able to heal, heal. I know you're able to heal, but but God, are you willing to heal me? Are you willing to bring healing to me? And I love in Matthew 8, verses 2 through 3, it says, Suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said. If you are willing, can you heal me and make me clean? Jesus reached out. He touched him and said, I am willing. Be healed. Jesus is willing to heal us. He's willing to bring spiritual healing to us. He's willing to bring the bitterness out of our lives to, to, to come in and to begin to change us. We also get to a place in our lives where we ask the question, we say, well, Jesus, I doubt I, I, I doubt it. What, what about tomorrow? I don't know if you know what's happening in this world. I know you want to bring healing. You want to bring spiritual healing. You want to bring healing to my bitterness. But God, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you understand everything that's going on. Help me in my doubts. We see an example of this in Mark nine, verses twenty through twenty two through twenty four, where this, this man says, have mercy on us and help us if you can. And Jesus says, what do you mean, if I can? What do you mean, if I can? Jesus asked, anything is possible if a person believes. Instantly, the father cries out, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Help me overcome my doubts. But maybe we're at a place in our healing where we say, Jesus, God, I I see you touching and helping other people. I see you bringing healing to other people. But what about me? What about me? I'm in a desert in my life. I'm in a dry place. I see all these other people that seem to be partying in the oasis. They seem to be living it up. That's great. You got a job promotion in this COVID season. I'm so happy for you. Blessings on all of you. But what about me? Love in Mark 5. Mark 5, we've got the woman with the issue of blood, 12 years of bleeding, internal pain. And what we see is this woman who was outcast. This woman who ultimately, if you read through the story, she spends all of the money she has trying to find some sort of way to fix her issues, some sort of of way to solve what's happening. But she runs out of money. And what happens is the doctors just label her unclean. Well, you've come out of money. There's no more money we can get from you. There's nothing else we can take from you. So you're unclean. You've been banished. You've been outcast. Imagine the bitterness. Think of the bitterness in her life. Living with bitterness, being called unclean being called unclean, and what does she do? She presses into the crowd. She presses into the crowd, and I love this moment where we say, you know, Jesus, I see you. I see you touching and helping other people, but what about me? She pressed through the crowd. She touched the hem of Jesus' robe, and Jesus, this moment where she touches just the hem of his robe, and Jesus stops. He says, who touched me? Who touched me? And the disciples said, Jesus, what do you mean? There's all kind of people. We're, we're surrounded by people. Everybody's touching you. And he says, no, I felt someone. I felt someone call upon my name. They pressed through the Red Sea. They pressed through the bitterness. They pressed through the brokenness. They pressed through the depression and the hurt. They touched me. I felt it. Who called on my name? Jesus felt, he felt the power leave his body into hers. And he turns to her. He turns to her in Mark 5:34, and he says to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. He doesn't call you woman. He doesn't call her a woman. Hey, you, he says, daughter, you are mine. You have been named. You have been claimed. You are not forgotten. You have not been labeled. You've been set free. He says, go in peace. Your suffering is over. You see, Jesus uses this word daughter, and this daughter brings spiritual healing. He says, welcome to the family. You're not an outcast anymore. There's no labels on you anymore. You are mine. I'm going to bring spiritual healing to your life. And he says, by your faith, because of your faith, because of your faith, I'm going to bring healing to that bitterness. The pain you felt is gone. Where you were at is gone. This season in the desert is gone. The brokenness you felt, whatever labels you felt, you pressed through and your faith has brought you healing. This faith has caused you to press through and touch Jesus. This faith has healed you from bitterness. Faith has healed you and made you well. Your suffering Is over. Your suffering is over. Your body is healed. You're free from all your afflictions. You know, I want to challenge you today to see Jesus as your healer, to see Jesus as the healer in your life. You see, Jesus bled so that you could be healed completely. He died on a cross so that you could have this same healing in your life. This is what he does for us. This is one of the beautiful names of God, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals, who brings healing to your spiritual life, who brings healing and reminds you, don't forget what I brought you from. Don't forget the season you were in. Don't forget the anger, the bitterness, the destructive tendencies that I brought you from. It's time to celebrate. It's time to dance. It's time to remember what I brought you from. There's going to be seasons of desert. There's going to be seasons of dry places in our life and seasons where we question God have you abandoned me but don't get bitter don't allow bitterness to set in don't rest in that place of Mara the 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 oasis of Mara a land of bitterness don't settle in God's got so much more for you let him heal you from that bitterness today that's my prayer for you that whatever bitterness we've been holding on to through this season, whatever we've been holding on to through this time in our life, that God says, I've got more for you. I'm, I'm, I've been at work in your life. There's some things I need you to let go of. There's some things I need you to work through. It's time for me to heal you of this. It's time for me to bring healing. It's time for me to work in your life so you can truly be free. Where you can be free from all your afflictions. That's where God's calling us to today. And in just a moment, I want to pray over everybody, whatever bitterness we're experiencing whatever afflictions we walked into this door with, whatever it is in our life that that we walked in here allowing to weigh us down and feel like maybe God has left us and abandoned us and kept us from being in his presence. Whatever it is that we've felt, maybe we've gone through this desert, we realize that Jesus is right here. All we have to do is push through the crowd, push through the bitterness, push through the people who've labeled us and say, that's not important. What's important is what's in front of me. Just, just the faith of just touching the hem of Jesus' garment. That's all it takes that we would have that same faith. In just a moment, I want to pray over you. But if you're here today and you say, you know, I, I want Jesus to be my healer and more than, more than just my spiritual walk, more than just my bitterness, I want him to be the healer of my whole life. I want to be in relationship with him. I want to be at a place where I know that I can be called his. I want to be, I want to be called his son or his daughter. I'm tired of feeling alone. I'm tired of feeling abandoned. I'm tired of walking this out all on my own. If that's you today and you say, you know, I want to pray a prayer and ask Jesus to know my heart. Maybe this is a first time. Maybe this is a recommitment. You say, I'm tired of wandering through the desert on my own. I'm tired of being in bondage under Pharaoh. I'm tired of being bondage to the world. I'm ready to walk through the Red Sea so that God can wash away my enemies and wash away my sin and my shame. If that's where you're at today, in just a moment, I'm gonna pray a prayer. And all I'm gonna ask is that you pray this along with me. You don't have to raise your hand. You're not gonna to have to come down front. This is a moment is between you and God, and that's it. And so I want to pray over everybody first, and then at the end of that, I'm going to offer this opportunity for you guys to pray this prayer, to ask Jesus into your heart. Let's bow our heads. Let's go to God in prayer first. Father, Lord, I thank you for your goodness. Lord, I thank you that you are Jehovah Rapha. Lord, that you are a healer. Lord, whatever it is that's going on in our lives right now, whatever bitterness and pain we walked into this building with, whatever labels that we've come into this building with, whatever whatever it is that we've come in, whether we've been labeled the outcast, we've been labeled unclean, we've been labeled this or that, whatever it is, God, that we would find a way in our lives that, Lord, in this moment we push through the crowd, we push through the crowd that have labeled us and said to us that we are not worthy, that we are not good enough, that we are not uh, your children. Father, we push through all of that because we know the truth. We know the truth that if we could just get close to you, if we could touch you, if we could just have this moment of just being close enough to you that our faith would bring healing to us right now, Father. Lord, that we have been called your children. We have been called your daughters and your sons. Father, that we would have spiritual healing today. Spiritual healing because we understand, God, that we are a part of the family, that we are not outcasts, that you have not abandoned us, that you have not left us, that we don't have to be labeled anymore. Father, let our faith bring healing of bitterness. Whatever it is, whatever it is that we've been holding against others. Father, whatever it is that we've been holding against you, God, that we've allowed our heart to be in a place of bitterness, that we've allowed ourselves to settle in in the oasis of Mara, the oasis of bitterness, Father. Lord, set us free. Lord, insert yourselves into our lives like Moses throwing the stick into the water. Father, allow Jesus to to be there. Allow ourselves to throw ourselves at Jesus' feet and say, no longer do I want to hold on to this bitterness. No longer do I want to hold on to this pain, to the guilt of the past. I want to be free from that, Father. Heal us of that. Heal us in this moment, Father. Lord, we thank you for that goodness. We thank you for that mercy jesus name if you're here today and you say i want to pray this prayer i want to accept jesus in my heart i want to i want to be known as his son or as his daughter that's you today in just a moment we're going to pray this prayer And what I'm going to ask is everybody here in the church, we're going to pray this along with you. We're going to pray this out loud because you need to know that you're not alone anymore. You're walking into a family, a family that cares about you, that won't label you, that won't tell you you're unclean, but because we know the truth that there is a God who loves you, who cares about you, who has broken off all of those labels, broken off all of that bitterness, broken away all that past. And just as the Israelites walk through the Red Sea, just as that moment that they get to the other side and the enemies of them are walking through dry land God washes them away that's what he does for us and if that's you here today you want to pray that prayer just believe this prayer in your heart and repeat it after me let's pray together with him say dear God I need you I need a real relationship so today I open up my life to know you personally personally I ask you to forgive me for living life my own way. I ask you, Jesus, to be the Lord of my life. I believe that you died and rose from my sins. And because of that, I put my faith in you, my trust in you, my hope in you. Thank you, Jesus. For changing my life today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Church, can we celebrate like those heavens are celebrating right now? Amen. Pastor Ron. Amen. What a great message for us today. I trust you've been encouraged by that in the name of Jesus Christ.